Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the Unplayable Podcast coming to you from Ranchy where it stumps on day three of the third test. India are six for 360, trailing Australia by 91 runs. Cheteshwar Pajara batted the entire day to be not out on 130, while Pat Cummins continued his terrific comeback to be the pick of the Aussie bowlers with four for 59. Let's get stuck into it, and here, as always, is cricket.com.au senior writer Andrew Ramsey and Rambo. Today produced 90 overs, 240 runs, and five wickets. Some call that a proper day's cricket. What do you call it? Yes, it was indeed a day of test cricket. The series has been played largely in fast forward. Uh, this was a more recognisable test cricket pace. A bit like the day in uh, Bengaluru mm. when uh, India hauled themselves back into the match and eventually took control of it. So these are the days when uh, it's not pretty. Uh, it wasn't high-octane cricket, but it was certainly uh, highly interesting and a great deal of intrigue. Now, you were around during the timeless test matches. Is this, is this what a day was like back in the mid-20s and 30s during those timeless tests? I think you'll find, Sam, back in those days, the days were still the same length of time. They were 24 hours. Yep. There, was a, there was a night period and there was a, a mm. sunlight period, although in, if you were in England for two, obviously there was no sunlight period. It was all just darkness. Sure. Um, but yes, this is, it did have an old-fashioned feel about it, uh, even though there was a fast outfield and... Uh, a pitch that's by no means unplayable. Runs were pretty hard to come by. Wickets were hard-earned. Uh, and there's a lot of blokes wearing beards. And I think that's a good throwback to the past. We start with some DRS drama from the last ball of the 58th over. Pajara was hit on the pad by Steve O'Keefe and given not out by umpire Chris Gaffney. Ball, bat and pad were all very close together, but Steve Smith asked for a review. Third umpire Nigel Long stayed with the on-field call of not out because there was no conclusive evidence to overturn the decision. However, it looks like it might have been slightly pad first and that was the last of Australia's reviews. Then, from the first ball of the next over, the Aussies appealed for a catch at short leg against Murali Vijay, which was turned down by umpire Ian Gould. Replays later indicated the batsman had got an edge on Nathan Lyon's delivery, but it was too late. Remember, on a flat pitch like that one, uh, you need a bit of luck, and it just didn't come the Aussies' way early in the day. No, no, they, they, they call it the rub of the green, I think, do they? Um, I don't think it was a, you know, a flagrant misuse of the DRS system. It's not like they got the, the one against Pujara howlingly wrong. There was no. enough uh, doubt there that it could have gone either way. Um, but as we've seen with those before, it's pretty hard to overturn the on-field decision unless there is something clearly amiss. Um, so they missed out on that one, and then uh, the, the very next ball, as you say, kind of brought into sharp focus how costly it can be when you lose your reviews, mm. especially in conditions like this where catches close to the wicket and the ball staying a bit low, and there's LBWs and bats and pads close together and catches that may or may not be. Um, so that was uh, frustrating. I think that was one of those great tests of a, a team that comes to India. Any touring team, if things start to go against you, you start to feel that the world's closing in. Um, you don't know how you're going to get a wicket. Um, but to their credit, the Australians kind of hung in there. They uh, got on with the game and uh, they managed to uh, get a breakthrough, which looked unlikely for much of that morning session. India had added 73 in the first session, but two balls before lunch, 
Fiji gifted Australia his wicket when he ran down to O'Keefe, missed a straight one and was smartly stumped by Matthew Wade. Remember, it was a slick piece of glove work described by former Australia wicketkeeper Brad Haddon as as good as it gets. For all the knocks he's taken about his keeping, Wade's done a terrific job in this series so far. Uh, he has. It's uh, not an easy place in the world to keep wickets, uh, as you would know, being a mm. former wicketkeeper back in the day. Mm. Uh, but... That was a difficult one. Leg size tumblings are always tricky, especially when you've got a batsman charging at the ball and it can get obscured in legs, bats, uh, whatever else gets in the way at that time. Um, and he plucked it cleanly and had the bales off in a flash. And, and such was the uh, the clinical nature of it that um, Murali VJ didn't even bother trying to get back. I don't think he realised he was so far out of his ground there was no chance of scrabbling back there. And uh, that was uh, to use the language of the series a bit of a brain fade i think from the india opener now next came the moment we've all been waiting for well it was 40 minutes later but virat Kohli walked out to bat after lunch with 1.2 billion fans on his shoulders well one shoulder but his poor series continued rambo caught at second slip by smith off the bowling of cummins to go for just six the australians uh, gave the indian skipper a bit of a spray when he left the field who has now scored only 46 runs in five innings for the series didn't seem like coley's shoulder injury impeded him too much rambo so perhaps the credit should just go to cummins who produced a pretty good ball uh yeah you think a batsman of virat coley's obvious talent it's hard to say that he's out of form because mm. um, he's never looked horrible in all this but uh these sort of subpar scores are starting to mount up, aren't they? He's now averaging less than 10 for this series, which is pretty extraordinary for a batsman of that calibre, um, which is that's kind of tail-ender-type numbers, isn't it? 46 yeah. runs at less than 10 for five innings. Um, I happened to stumble across Virat, uh, as you do when you're out wandering through the streets of India. This happened to be uh, the, the, the road around the stadium at Ranchi when he was in the nets this morning, having a net session where he was being bowled at mm. by none other than India coach Anil Kumble, wow. India's most successful ever test bowler. And admittedly, he wasn't quite fizzing them through as he did when he was in his pomp. But uh, Kohli had quite an extensive net session. Um, he didn't seem to be in any difficulty uh, reaching for the ball, uh, playing certainly straight bat shots was no problem. He was hitting the ball with uh, reasonable power. It was only when he was playing some cross bat shots that he looked to be in a little bit of difficulty. Others extension of his arms was compromised so occasionally the bottom hand would come off the bat um, but he looked like he was going to be able to bat without any obvious restriction um, and then when he came out you know he played a couple of, of trademark shots you know that little slap shot that he plays yeah. through the onside dragging the ball from outside off it takes a little bit of shoulder rotation I would assume um, and didn't look to be any trouble playing those but then Probably went too hard at the ball that he got out of. Mm. Um, one that I think he thought was kind of an angle back into him, but actually held its line and uh, he nicked off to slips and uh, a slip. And the Australians were quite happy, I think, to see the back, if not the shoulder, of Virat Kohli. Have you bumped into any other famous Indian celebrities on your journeys this tour? Uh, yes, I've seen uh, a couple of other cricket types. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I've seen Akash Chopra, mm. of course, former India opening batsman. Yeah. Um, and someone who looked a lot like Shah Rukh Khan, the actor, but may actually have been uh, the guy who's in charge of the parking here in Ranchi. Right. Um, there was a little bit of controversy, however, Rambo, when Coley was dismissed, with it appearing as though Steve Smith, the Australian captain, mocked Coley by clutching his shoulder as the Indian skipper 
left the field. However, that was just an optical illusion on the television broadcast with the hand on Smith's shoulder actually belonging to gully fielder Peter Hanscom. In fact, I think you pointed this out, Rambo, that Smith still had the ball in his right hand, so it couldn't have been his hand. It followed Glenn Maxwell, who got up holding his shoulder after diving to save a boundary. That one was legitimate. <laughs> it sent social media into a frenzy, Rambo, but the truth has been revealed. The truth has been revealed. Uh, Steve Smith's exonerated of this one. The, yep. the mystery third arm, uh, unless there's something he's been keeping very much under wraps throughout his entire playing career that he has a, an arm that may just appear... He's a very good fielder. Maybe that's got nothing to do with it. Well, he, that was an extraordinary piece of fielding in a way because he looked like he'd actually started celebrating that before he'd caught it, such as <laughs> the speed between getting the ball in his hands and uh, giving a fist pump uh, of self-congratulation. So maybe there is an extra arm there that none of us are aware of. Um, strange thing, social media, isn't it? Like mm. You can uh, just pluck a photo or a little bit of footage that tends to suggest something that clearly doesn't exist and uh, yet if enough people think it does and this may be the very essence of post-truth Sam that Mm. if you convince enough people that it was his own hand even though that hand was revealed within a couple of seconds to be holding a cricket ball um, Kim you could argue that he put it in his pocket hid it somewhere yeah tossed it in the air briefly while he touched himself on the shoulder then caught it again Uh, who knows but uh, what we do know is that uh, he's probably been unfairly maligned for making a mockery of the India captain, which I think what they were doing was actually just celebrating the fact they got the India captain out because he's a very big threat in their batting lineup. What about the Glenn Maxwell one? He's pretty good mates with Coley. He's done a video, I believe it's all on cricket.com.au. You can go and check it out. When, he, when India last toured here in 2014-15, they got together and spoke about a number of topics. They don't seem to be enemies by any means. You know, and I talk about Maxie yesterday. He's a hard guy to dislike. I think he just probably did it in a bit of tongue-in-cheek. That, again, has been blown out of the water, thinking that he's deliberately targeted Coley and, and mocked him for hurting his shoulder when they both performed a terrific bit of fielding. Uh, yes, he just he stuck the dismount better than Virat did. I think that's probably what the uh, the difference there was. I know you can understand how that happens. I, I don't know what was going through his head at the time. Um, it may have been one of his teammates yelled out to him, are you all right, after he slammed into the uh, LED electronic uh, advertising boards around the edge of the ground when he saved that boundary. Um, and he may have said, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, of course, except for my shoulder, of course. I don't, I don't know who knows. I'm just with a lip reading uh, and totally yeah, guessing. That but can get you in trouble. The other strange part about that was that the reason it was deemed to be such a, a, a serious breach of playing etiquette was that you know, he was supposedly mocking an injury that may have been quite serious. Mm. Whereas the BCCI had put out a statement on the day that the injury occurred, a formal media statement saying this is not a serious injury, this is not a serious concern, I think was the exact wording. Mm. So everyone, including Glenn Maxwell and Virat Kohli, knew that it wasn't a serious injury. So I don't know how he can be accused of making fun of this injury uh, when he knew that it wasn't going to be one that kept Virat out of the game for any period of time, given that he was out there batting at the time. Yeah, all right, let's move on. Just before tea, Pujar brought up his his 11th Test century from 214 balls and Rambo a chances innings terrific not by the number three uh, yes uh, he has racked up some pretty extraordinary numbers of late I think uh, Pajara just in terms of consistency uh, time at the crease he's a bit like Steve Smith on the first day never looked like getting out um, never played any particularly expansive or extravagant shots kept the ball on the ground uh, his defence was incredibly solid made them bowl to him um, and you can just see the Australians probably didn't have you know, a clear idea of how they might get him out. Uh, there was a lot of short pitch bowling going on on a fairly benign pitch, which uh, hurried up a few batters, but Pajara never looked particularly 
phased by that or troubled by anything. Um, he picked his moments, picked his gaps, worked the ball around and uh, just was intent on staying there, knowing that if he stayed there long enough, runs would come. And it, it, he, I think he made 10 in the first hour this morning. Mm. wasn't exactly flailing it all over the place, but the fact that he was still there at the end of the day gives you a pretty fair idea of how well he batted. I guess it gives a fair indication of the pitch too. Not much in it for the bowlers. There's not a lot in it for the bowlers. Uh, there's not spin as yet. There's not extravagant spin. There's uh, a bit of variable bounce. There's certainly no seam movement. It's the mystery pitch. Everyone's mystery got it pitch. wrong. It's uh, it looked to be terrible. It's played quite well, if a little bit slow, and it certainly uh, hasn't caused any. A lot of the dismissals that have happened over the last uh, three days haven't been uh, have not been directly attributable to the pitch. There's been some uh, ordinary shots and. Some good bowling, but I don't think too many people can claim that they've been brought undone by the pitch. Mm. Well, uh, Cummins was a star bowler for Australia and at times the only bowler who looked like taking a wicket. Impressively, three of Cummins' wickets came from bouncers. So on a flat wicket like this, they should be worth double, what do you reckon? Uh, that would give him eight wickets with another... Six wickets. Three, oh, with, three, three with bouncers. bouncers. Wickets, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, yeah, that, that, that's a good plan. It probably means that someone like Dennis Dilley ends up with 1,500 test wickets, but... We'll move on and... Uh, it's just a figure of speech, you know, worth, you know should oh, be worth more, you know, because they're, they're harder on a wicket like this. Yes, yeah. I take your point. Yeah. Uh, and he did work very hard. Um, as we know, his back has been a, a subject of scrutiny and mm. distress for him over many years, but he certainly bent it today to get the ball up on that pitch um, and a couple of those dismissals. Certainly the, the Ravi Ashwin one late in the day where he just fended a ball that should never have got up as uh, high as it did, up around shoulder height, gloved it through to uh, the keeper. He was um, not just bowling fast, but with a little bit of fire in his belly as well, and um, it may be proved the difference in this game. To have someone who can bowl at that speed, India don't have quite that. They've got some steady seam bowlers and some very dangerous spinners, but the, he's probably the point of difference in the two bowling attacks. Mm. It was a tough day for all the bowlers, but the spinners, O'Keefe and Lyon, found it the hardest going, combined they've bowled 72 overs in this innings. For one, for 214, O'Keefe with a lion's share, he's bowled 43 overs. Have the any batsmen figured out how to play Australia's spinners, Rambo, or was just the pitch taking them out of the game? Oh, you think they've probably figured out how to play them to an extent. Uh, they, they haven't been sitting on their hands in between uh, the Pune test when they had clearly very little idea, and uh, now... It's also the pitch as well. I think it's, uh, there isn't a lot of turn there. There isn't a lot of bounce. And if you haven't got either of those, then you're kind of relying on beating people in the air or getting them to skid off the surface. Uh, Jadeja in the first day and a half was dangerous because he bowls a little bit quicker and mm. he does probably put a few more revs on the ball than does Stephen O'Keefe with his left arm spin. So he was getting some to turn, but he's also got the one that slides on that's um, a bit quicker than O'Keefe probably manages through the air. So... Uh, that may have been why he was so effective. The fact that Ravi Ashwin only took one wicket and he's supposedly the best mm. finger spinner in the world at the moment, if you believe the rankings, um, would suggest there wasn't a lot in it for those guys. Uh, and because it's not really breaking up and there's not too many footmarks there that are causing too much grief, I think David Saker said at day's end the only real footmarks that they can bowl into is the outside the right-hander's leg stump, which is um, the, the end that Stephen O'Keefe was operating into for a while. And unless you can get one to jag out of that, um, batters can just keep patting those ones away if they're safe in the knowledge it's not going to spin too much. So um, with no well, only slow turn and not much bounce, you haven't got too many weapons as a spin bowler and uh, you guys can tackle you fairly safely. 
Right, so 91 runs ahead, Australia. Uh, six sessions left, no rain forecast. Are we going to see a result, Rambo? Uh, yes, I'd like to think so. Um, I think that uh, batting's going to get tricky. Some places get hard at some point. Yeah. There hasn't been an Indian pitch in the history of the known world that hasn't been difficult to bat on on day five, mm. um, except when they play on the roads here, which uh, clearly they don't. Nice those, roads. those deteriorate quite quickly as well. Yeah. Um, so you'd have to think that whoever gets a first innings lead, that's going to be like gold dust. Because uh, I don't think chasing more than 180 would be uh, particularly comfortable for anyone, given that it should get tricky to bat on. Having said that, the pace of the game's gone to for someone to be 180 in front. Either India are going to have to get a bit of a rattle on scoring in the morning, given there's still 91 runs behind, um, to get a bit of a target. You think if they get ahead, then Australia would be a reasonable chance of, of getting out with a draw, given they'd have to soak up a bit of time to get ahead. Yeah. Um, the probably best chance of a result is if they finish their innings quickly in the morning whether that means they're close to Australia's total or a little bit behind and then there's a couple of second innings collapses on both teams that makes the result uh, come into focus sometime on day five but uh, I think we'll get a result Sam I'm confident there'll be a result it probably won't be tomorrow but we'll be back here to review all the day for action Rambo you're going to join us again yes uh, it's Saturday night in when Ranchi becomes raunchy but uh, I'll be keeping myself tidy and I'll be there first thing in the morning wonderful until then please go to cricket.com.au for your news scores and video of Australia's Qantas tour of India